Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. As I am your host, Sean Agarra, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, today we will be talking about Horizon Forbidden West, the big game that came out this week. As everybody gets ready for the next one, coming up next week with Elden Ring, the Wii, and Wii U and 3DS eShop are going down. Another final might be on the way and more happening. We'll be getting to that right now after this. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. And, of course, also watching if you want to watch us on the Twitch live, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can also go watch us later on YouTube and, of course, on podcasts everywhere. There are podcasts on Apple, Spotify, um, anything that you can think of at this moment. Google Pods. I I could sit there and list more, but I'm not going to because we don't have all day. But it's in a lot of places. And of course, you can also go on w10net.com and you can go on lastwordongaming.com as well. Two places that are, you know, of course, we're part of w10net.com. It's part of w10network, which you get all of our podcasts that we do, not just game related, but also, you know, there's entertainment stuff. Basically, Mark Rylance and his crew keep up with everything movie related, uh, everything TV show related, everything comic book related you can think of. They probably doing a show on it. At some point, it's amazing what those people do. And if you want any kind of other thing, football, soccer, politics, gaming, uh, actual like game show stuff, it's all there, different podcasts. So if you subscribe to it, you get all of that too. So enough with the housekeeping. Let's get on with what is happening this week. Of course, there's a lot of uh, news concerning other people, other uh, other companies that we'll talk about, but I think we got to kind of start here. I know you haven't had the weeks of preparation like everyone else, Mark, to play Horizon Forbidden West, but how much have you played and what are your like initial thoughts so far? I played about four or five hours, probably. Four or five Um, hours? Okay. Yep. Climbing is still clunky. They added some like weird, like ease of use thing where you can kind of see, like highlight, send a pulse out to see what you can climb on, which is like very Mm -hmm. not effective. Yeah, I mean, they, they made it to where you can enable it the whole time. So if you want to just have the yellow lines on constantly, you can. Yeah, the problem is most of the crap you're climbing on is also yellow. So, at least where I am, it's like a big area or, you know, so it's like this isn't the most helpful. Right. You know, combat's good. I, I tend to play the game as a, as a stealth character. Some, you know, hiding in the bushes and cutting up robots when I, when I can. It's a little buggy. Like, not. Yeah, I have, I have seen that. Not game crashing or anything, but it's like a good example is like there'll be like a question mark on the map, and it's like I go to it, and it's like on a plat, it's on it's on kind of a higher terrain than I'm supposed to get up to because like the terrain is all like red, which means you can't climb on it. But yeah. I somehow like skyrimed my my jump, the skyrim jumped my way up to the mountain, and it was nothing. And it's like oh, this is probably inside the mountain somewhere that I can't actually get to right now. <laughs> right. So, like, just little things like that. Like, the climbing is a little 
I mean, I would say not good or like not the greatest, but it's like functional enough, let's say. And you don't like die. I haven't like fallen to my death or anything yet, but I'm still, I'm even like in the open world. They have a very brief intro mission when you're with this dude exploring this old, like this ruined laboratory. And then it's like, okay, here's like the first open area, but not really because you can tell it's not like the West. (laughs) You're still trying to get to, I'm still trying to get to the West. And, you know, it's just full of side quests, and that's, I mean, that's what I'm getting hung up on, really. I give him props for, like, having a bunch of stuff in it, but, like, we don't need a post-apocalyptic version of chess. Like, that's, I mean... Yeah, I've, I've heard do. that that <laughs> that there is a a game in there. Uh, that yeah, they there's, like, a few. Yeah, there's, yeah, I think there's, like, some tower defense one also. I haven't, I haven't seen, even seen that yet, but it's, like, this... Okay. This stuff isn't really needed in this thing. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's an open-world game, and... I'm I'm enjoying it so far, at least. So, how do you feel about the the combat in the game? Uh, I mean, the, the problem is kind of you're so weak, right? Like my character is so weak that it's best to say not not being open combat. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny because like at the end of the first one, it's like you have a total badass character, and it's like what it's like, just like what they do in like Zelda, like he throws all that shit away, like in the next game, and it's like no, you should have kept that trip caster or that you know your cool bow or whatever like yeah i met the i met the uh in that trailer i met the black guy who looks like the guy from dr uh, flux kind of like michael b jordan a little bit as well yeah the, yeah, yeah the, the guy uh black panther yeah killmonger except he doesn't have like, all the cool tattoos and i met john bender looking dude or seamus whatever his name is like Br- uh, he's a right. returning <laughs> character but i haven't like done anything with them yet i know at some point like you get like a home base and you can start like upgrading that, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's good so far, but like I'm so early on that it's barely like I'm like level eight or nine, so I just got like my first kind of active ability, which is like this cloak thing, but I haven't even used it yet. <laughs> so how did you play uh, the first game? Because I've heard that they've kind of nuked um, the ability to just add traps everywhere. You actually have limits on what you can uh, have with you. Yeah, well, you have like a limit. You have like a pretty small inventory. Like, I can only carry, like, three or four traps. At right. Least right now. I think there's, like, ability, or, like, you know, levels or perks you can get to, like, carry more. But you can right. crash on the fly. Uh, and then also, like, I, I think he just pulls from your, from your stash. Like, right. materials. So it's not, like, that bi- the biggest hindrance. I mean, I did trap a lot in the first game, but, like, it, it's not a factor yet in this one because I'm facing only, like, two or three types of you know, robot like animals, so it's not the biggest deal. So you haven't run into the no. The I face like where... I did face like a few robot deer and use like the electric trap against them, and that worked pretty well. I'd imagine that you could definitely see the graphical upgrades pretty evidently. Oh, yeah. It looks very pretty. Some of the faces aren't great looking. I'll say that, but like the game world itself looks really, really good and you know nice. Uh, I mean, that's that's what I think. You know, a lot of people are, are hoping more. You're making that. Visual upgrade, obviously, still a lot of people are playing this on PS4 as well, so you're yeah. not perhaps seeing that. That I've actually heard the PS4 change. version actually looks like not terrible. Yeah, especially on PS4 Pro, I think they did a lot of work to make sure that it works really well. So, yeah. I mean, that's uh, positive as well. I think. Have you noticed anything like different? I guess in this the small amount of time you've been able to have with it yet, or I mean, there's more puzzles like with your focus or you know ar thing at least so far uh like one was like oh i scanned this thing and it's like you have to try to find i i I scanned this like picture and it's like oh try to 
find where this picture was taken in the real world. And it like wasn't far, but it's like, oh, this is a little more nuanced than like the last game. Right. At least from what I remember. Because I barely remember that last game. I like the story quite a bit. Uh, and I like Lance Hendrickson. I mean, I'm sorry, Lance Riddick, because he's always awesome. That's kind of about it. I've heard that they don't make as big appearances as you would think they do in the game. but Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it is, you're having to take that artist's time to be able to do that. So, you know, it's it's always difficult to be able to get them in. So hopefully we'll get to hear more about your time yeah. with the game, I guess, next week. Uh, uh-huh. But at least uh-huh. you are playing it. I'll get to the open area by then, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard it depends on, like, how you play. I've heard a lot of people are kind of getting through it in, like, 30 hours or so. And then people that are really wanting to spend time with it are spending a lot longer. So I think it I was... It, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it was Mary Kish on Twitter who said, like, the intro area of Horizon is so long that, like, you could play the complete Resident Evil Village. <laughs> And I think she was kind of joking, but it, like it ticked a lot of people off. But it's like, yeah, I can see that because the way they dole out these art, like these types of games, it's really insane that like they make the first area so expansive. And it's like, well, what about the rest of the game? Like, I mean, there is the map is huge, so yeah. there's and there's a lot of side quests and a lot of you know little moments with those with these you know travel characters. So yeah, I I, sure. I just got to like the big like the next big town, and it's like. Once I got there, there were like five side quests popped up in my radar. I'm like, I'm going to shut this off for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see. Uh, get stuck in wanting to complete all those, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, th- I heard there's a lot of weapons as well. That, I haven't seen those yeah. yet. I mean, it's more like elemental weapons. Like, I got like a fire bow, right. or, but it's not like different enough. Or, you know. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, there's a lot of options that they'll give you as far as your bow, or, you know, if you want to do the melee. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see what you think about all that when uh, you do get to it. Yeah, I think, you know, like I, like we said of the open, Mark's kind of in his initial period here of uh, talking about the game. So, uh, unfortunately, that's like all we can kind of dive into for this week. Next week, we'll definitely have, uh, you know, more to talk about. Uh, I've been playing other stuff. <laughs> yes. You? Well, go ahead since you're already talking. To get more into Lost Ark, or yep, I I beat the first, uh, pardon the expression, arc of the game, like the first area, <laughs> essentially. Uh, yeah, that game, like you can clearly tell at some point they like retrofitted on what I'm into now because like the first quest is like the first major quest or like the whole point of the game is you have to find these arts, which are like magical stones or something, right? And I got the first one, and then it's like okay. You got a ship. Now your overarching quest is to find the other six. I think there are six. But that became like a different colored quest. Or it became like the same colored quest that I was kept doing for the first part of the game. But like now I have like a new quest icon. And it's like, okay, something changed here. Because it's like, I'm not finding these arc things like quickly. Like, right. I'm doing like this t- stuff takes an incredibly long amount of time. So it's like, it's like when you have like a quest that's like, oh, complete, uh, collect these 10 books in this game world. And it's like, yeah, okay, but the 10th book is, like, in the last boss's castle. It's, like, the you know, this overarching <laughs> mission that yeah. takes, that is forever. And it's, like, that's, you can just hide this or just not have it here anymore. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's not like I'm just like, going to stumble on one of these arcs, like, doing one of the pirate missions. No, this isn't how this works at all. But I got my stronghold. That is insane. I just did some weird arena combat thing where I'm, 
I was climbing up this like ranked ladder of NPC fights that were all really easy, I thought. Uh, I'm like level 46 or 47 out of 50. Uh, okay, so you almost hit the level cap. Yeah, but I don't actually know what, what that does because I think there are like ultimate skills that it can, or awakened skills that it can get. It's the game's like kind of a mess just because it's like how, how much stuff they've bolted onto it since like launch or like, you know, revamped. Like, did you, you didn't play Final Fantasy 14, did you? I played very little of it. Like, think about like yeah. when that game first launched, when it, you know, when it was terrible. And they did the whole revamp and like they started adding like expansions onto it and stuff. Like, imagine if you played that game now, how different it was like compared to back then. Oh god, yeah, just so, all the things you have to do and get through. And I mean, and then plus thinking about all the stuff they've added. The first act of Lost Ark is actually a pretty good Diablo like game, but then they blow it out and it's like, okay, here's this huge ass world map where you can sail between islands and like do shit on, and I'm just like. This is like big, like, and you're not really telling me why I should do any of this stuff. At least not if not like explicitly. Like I was trying to find, you can like research stuff in your home base, and it's like, oh, you need a thousand pirate coins to like do this research. And I'm like, I don't know how to get this stuff, really. Like, this you didn't explain how to do that, so I had to like look on Google or like look on Polygon or something. And it's like, oh, just find them in the game world. And I'm like, that's okay. That's not helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the world's so big. Like, would you really be able to like go and pinpoint all that? You know? No. It's like Polygon was like, oh, you can find them occasionally in the game world, or if you do like island missions, you can you can get a lot. And I'm like, okay, but that still is not really a factor. Yeah. <laughs> but so do you I think like? Not... Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna ask like, so you do uh, you upgrade the stronghold and everything? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like a whole timing base, like you know, research. You know, level two stronghold will take twelve hours. So just wait, or you know, let okay. it run in the background. Or you know, you can you can like make potions, make expendable items. Uh, oh, it's like a whole crazy. So, and it's like almost it's like the Sims also. Like you can like make furniture and then place it out. Oh, wow. Okay. I think there's like a whole system where you can like invite people to your stronghold to make it more popular. Ah, and it's like, man. why? <laughs> like. The same Animal Crossing. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, for some people, maybe that's a a way to get them really into the game. You know, you do that part, yeah. and then you get others to go in on there and look at it. I mean, it's it's <laughs> really it's involved, and that's kind of where I'm stuck in my reviews talking about that. Yeah. It's like it's so involved. The tutorial, like, it goes too in depth on certain things, and not in depth in like way more important things, or. <laughs> Did you have like all the currency dropped on you at once? Like, oh, there's like nine it? different currencies, I think. At yeah. Least. Or you know, uh, I have no idea what's like, like that pirate coin stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to get this, where it comes from, what right. it's for, really. And it's, I got like four, four or five more of those. Like, on even on the stronghold, there's like four or five currencies of like agent seals or like victory seals, and it's like, what? Okay, like. <laughs> I, I'm completely lost here. I think there's like a current, there's like some exchange vendor somewhere, but that's about all I can figure out, really. <laughs> right. But the combat remains great. Like, that's like the biggest selling point for that game to me still. So, and like, I got this like weird pass system. The, I think it's called the Power Pass, where you can just straight up like level a character from like zero to 50 instantly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to fiddle with it as you can go straight to the end game stuff, I guess, if you want to. See, Lost Ark is weird because it is an MMO, at least in theory, but I'm not playing it like that. (laughs) 
I'm playing right. like Diablo, so I don't care about like these like le- like late game raids or like stuff like that. And it's like, well, I know I'm never gonna be good enough to do that anyway, so it's kind of moot to me. Well, why do you think you're not gonna be good enough if you're almost at the like the level? Well, I'm just not or... dedicated enough, okay. and I don't care about like raiding or you know crap like that. Like I joined a guild yeah. just because the game kind of forces you to at a certain point, and I'm like, well, guilds are very yeah. small in that game, which I think is weird. Like you can only have like a thirty person guild. And it's fine, but I don't talk to people. There's no like activity. So, but yeah, I think it's a great free to play game. You probably like it. Yeah, if I wanted to be, if I could be stuck at my computer, yeah, if I long enough to up by this thing, <laughs> yeah, then sure. Um, if it ever came to a console, I would definitely check it out. So, uh, one weird thing that happened, I think, two nights ago, as I was playing. And I, I still got that $100 pass from, you know, the review code or whatever. Right. And I checked my inventory for, like, in-game stuff. And except for the currency, they gave me, like, another one. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just like, okay. <laughs> so that's, like, the one I, I popped that one because I'm like, well, and now I have all this cool shit. Like, the stupid, like, Cerberus dog mount. And, like, my character doesn't look like a whore. <laughs> like, and that was one of the funnier Kotaku things. I was like, oh, all the characters... Are, you know, all the female characters look slutty, and it's like, it's a Korean game, so yes. Yeah, I mean, also, it was, like, I don't know if they really thought about it uh, going past Korea when they initially made it, so. But then also, yeah. like, you don't really look at your characters, because it's primarily, like, an isometric, like, perspective. So, yeah, like Diablo, right? Yeah, and, like, you're, you're, like, that's another weird thing, is I think there's, like, a skin system, as well as, like, your gear. Because, like, my character now, I, I popped one of those, like, uh, legendary things, and I'm, like, wearing, like, not a bodysuit necessarily, but, like, at least something with pants or, like, stockings and, like, kind of a vest-looking thing. And, like, all the other characters that are running around, like, no, like, short skirts and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if there's, like, a skin system or not in this game. Like, that's okay. another thing that they're not really clear on. <laughs> I like the, I really like how that game looks still, and I sent, like, a picture to Gens, and he was he was like, oh, you finally made an attractive character. And I'm like, not really. Like, they all look like this, kind of. Yeah, I mean, just from watching, you know, the trailers and stuff, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks great. And uh, yeah. know, the combat looks great as well, so. Yeah, that's, like I said, that's the strongest part of this game. It's just, and I've, I, I've tinkered a few with, a little bit with, like, other character classes, and they play differently enough. So it's really, really interesting. Okay. I mean, that's that's great that you are enjoying your time with that game. And the last game I'll talk about, before the other adventure, is it me and Yen's final about de- or beat uh, Demon Souls? Ah, so any thoughts now on Demon Souls that you have beat? I it? finally beat. I finally beat one of those stupid games. Uh, <laughs> I like this one probably the most. I've played Dark Souls one and two, and I didn't like those at all. Uh, Demon Souls is kind of interesting because you basically like have a hub world and like everything kind of. It's like a wheel, like everything kind of radiates from that, like the center point. We had a lot of trouble with getting invaded by other players. I don't oh, like that man. system. Like, people just griefing you. And I said, fuck off. Like, me and my friend are just trying to get through this game. Like, leave us alone. You know, we had a few, like, so we, we died a lot. Like, some of the levels are really challenging. The final boss in the game is this, oh, like, the final, like, main boss is this, like, king guy. Right. The first time in my game, we had another guy with us. If you, want, you can have up to three people in a, in a group. And the other guy just, like, smoked him. Like, Damn. like he was, like, highly leveled and, you know, just took him out instantly. 
Second time we got to him in Yenza's game, because we were dueling games, because he created another character for himself, like a magic character as well. I read a guide that said, like, oh, equip this thief ring, which makes you very hard to see. Walk up to the boss when his, when his back is turned to you, and you can just poison him, and he dies. And that works. <laughs> like... <laughs> The bo- yeah, the boss just, like, stood there, and it was funny, because me and Jens, we kept co- casting Poison Cloud on this boss. We did it, like, 40 yeah. times, because the boss has, like, oh, five, like, 5,600 HP, and we didn't know, like, how long the poison would last, or the, you know, the controller would stop vibrating after a while, after the cloud is gone. And it's like, no, you just need to cast it six times, because the cloud takes 900 HP off of him. Uh, so, that would have been helpful to know, I guess. Right? Yeah. It could have cut him a lot faster. Yeah, and yeah, one of the other levels gave us a lot of trouble because there were like a couple like really hard like basic enemies in it that like we could not get past correctly, but we eventually kind of cheesed it, and yeah, we beat the game. So hey, well there you go. Yeah, you know. it was cool. And then he like quick he like uninstalled it immediately, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> Gotta make that space for Elden Ring, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm and, sure he is uh, hyped about that already. Yep, and I bought a GPA SP. Yeah, I saw that. You said your uh, your precious has arrived there. Uh, I had I mean, one I of those found, as well. I loved it. So. Yeah, I found it on, on Facebook Marketplace for like a hundred bucks. Uh, it's not bad. It's a better model because it came out with two of them and it has like a better screen. Yeah, there's uh, the first one didn't have. Like, it was like uh, not great... backlit. It was like side yeah, lit exactly. I think, or whatever. They had a introduced one that had a backlight. Yeah, yeah. So I got that. Came with an AC adapter. Isn't too scratched up, and yeah, it works fine. Hey, that's good. Uh, it, it was funny because like the guy, I had to drive out like a I don't know half hour, forty minutes away to pick this thing up. Mm. The guy, he lived kind of in like a rural area, like in the sticks. He lived on top of this hill that like the the street was a pure ice sheet. Oh man! And I could not find his address. Like his, it took me a second or two to find his like, actual address. And thankfully, he was on top of the hill. If he was like. Like midway down the hill, I'd I'd have not been able to get to him, or you know, I'd have had to walk. Yeah, because I was afraid of my car like slipping down this hill and having something bad happening. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I'm uh, glad you made it uh, safe and sound and got your GBASP. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because Jens is like, "Don't you already have that analog pocket?" And I was like, "Yeah,", yeah. but the SP is kind of a nostalgia thing. Like, I, you know, I had one right. as a kid, and a hundred bucks is actually not bad for that. You know, for that specific unit and the condition so hey why not right meanwhile he's spending like four grand in a, on a stupid office chair so it's like good lord four grand in an office chair it's an office chair it might be more or not not even an office chair just a chair in his office to look to listen to music man you know <laughs> oh and and, uh, it, and because uh fraser crane had one on his tv show you only live once i guess yeah uh, when you got the money to spend it on that stuff, go for it. <laughs> uh, well, any anything else you have been? Nope, just playing the big, there. those big three. Uh, I think I might abandon Monster Hunter because I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, when you told me you were playing that, I was like, I'm gonna see how long. Yeah, he sticks with that because uh, yeah, I like. Yeah. Do you remember you liked the the Monster Hunter World or whatever? Yeah, for a little yeah. bit until like the online systems like got in the way. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that online system for that was just great to begin with. Yeah, I, I think yeah. at this point i got to start saving for, like, a new laptop, because mine is getting aged out, essentially. <laughs> yeah, 
That, see, that's why I don't want to get accustomed to playing a lot of games on the PC because I know that's going to happen with mine as well. It, I mean, it really can't play much of the the big game. I had a problem with it running uh, Back for Blood when I was playing with the Outer Haven guys. So I was just like, yeah. yeah. Your, your laptop has like weird issues where it like switches between like performance mode and like regular mode. Right. I mean, like... I didn't realize that I wasn't on the, I had to, because it makes you set it. Yeah. You have to set it before you start anything. And I forgot to do that when we, before we had started the game. Uh, cause Keith's, you know, he's a tech guy. He builds PCs. So I gave him the specs. He's like, Oh yeah, that should run that. No problem. I was like, you're going to tell me that and then watch me have issues with it. Right. And of course. <laughs> I, I mean, it was functional enough, but it did have its problems where it would like lag or cause me where I'd miss shots because you know. I, I, if I if I had your luck to have a laptop, I just set it in performance mode and just like leave it be. Well, it's because I didn't want to like I didn't want to just run it in that thing constantly, and you know I worry about draining the battery or. Well, how often whatever. is it not plugged in? <laughs> uh, not very much because I don't know why the the computer does this thing where it like. It doesn't seem to do as much anymore, but I'll get the luck of the draw where waited until the thing shut off to remove the battery out of it. And then when I go to turn it on at work and I don't have the battery plugged in, it will be dead. And I'm just like basically losing all the charge in the time that it's turned off. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm kind of just I'm like, kind of amazed more that your battery, your laptop has a removable battery. <laughs> Mine doesn't. I mean, yeah, that's the only good thing is that, you know, I could try to find a battery if something did happen to it where it won't charge or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. It's a functional laptop. It does what it needs to do when I can play, uh, you See, know, some, that's a, some games. That's also it. the thing. So, it's like you're not playing like the top tier most recent games. So Right. Yeah. That's what that I use my last, consoles for. So that thing will last you like 10 years if you're, you know, if you're running like Tim 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 on it or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I have been playing a, a game on PC, but I'll get to that in a second. So the one game I've been playing on my console, uh, just because I've, I've had to try out this, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last week that I got sent these, uh, this Xbox charge kit, uh, to review. So that means I obviously have to use the Xbox controllers. You know, I was able to charge them. Uh, they've been holding a charge. Like I've been using the Series X and I still, I played, I think like three or four hours of, uh, Edge of Eternity and which, you know, hit Game Pass. That was, uh, it came out for consoles on, I don't know if it's uh, the same day as Game Pass. And then it's been out on PC for last year. Uh, but yeah. the consoles has like the better version of it. It's basically a JRPG. But then when you get into battle, it has strategy elements where you have to be in the certain squares to be able to hit uh, the enemies. I'm still pretty early on in the game, so I don't know. I'm sure it gets a little bit more uh, complicated as time goes on. But, I mean, so far, I've been enjoying it. It's it's a fun, like, JRPG, and you get to meet other party members. Um, I'm not the greatest fan of the, the art style. is very simple, but it's also made by an indie team. They just actually got bought out by uh, Nacon, the same people that make that WRC game that you review every year. Uh, yeah. So anymore, <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore, but they used to. Um, they got they bought them out, and then they bought out the uh, 
uh, Datalik, who make that uh, Gollum game that's going to come out this year. So uh, they've been on a buying spree for, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, either way, my my point is that the controllers work pretty well. Uh, the only thing that kind of sucks is that I cannot use my so your because it has its own charge pack. So you you take the batteries out. It had this one little yeah. charge pack that you put in, and it had its own back. You don't use the back that's on the controller. You use the back that comes with the charge kit so that, you know, obviously it doesn't burn out your uh, the back of your controller. The only problem is it's bulky, so I can't put the the clip that goes on top of my Xbox One controller to be able to play games on my phone. Because uh, right. I do like using my... It's easier to pull out my phone and play on my lunch break than it is to pull out the laptop. Uh, you know, I can just put up the phone. I can just put up the controller really fast and then go back to work. The laptop, I have to stop five minutes before to unplug the laptop and do all that other junk. So that's kind of a bummer. But aside from that, it does seem to hold charge pretty well. And um, it really does uh, work well. And like I said, I've been in, able to enjoy Edge of Eternity while I'm also kind of testing out these, uh, this charge part of the controller. So yeah, I mean, for, for being a kind of like indie JRPG that's seems to, and it has like 3D models and everything, it's, it, it's pretty good. See if I get further into it, but I, I like the party so far. They all have like English, Scottish voices. So you can kind of think of it like that way as well. Uh, you know, it has like the open world stuff from like Xenoblade, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I've been that, enjoying that. Go ahead. That is one funny thing about Lost Ark is like the first part had very little voice acting. Person would say they might have like a paragraph of text, but they don't say like the first line. Right. The second second act, a lot like everything is voice acted now. <laughs> oh, really? That's what? Yeah, because I remember you telling me you're like, oh, they only they only kind of do like. The first part, the first line yeah. in English, and the rest of it's in, uh, I guess, Korean. Or... No, it's just silent. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. It's going to just kind of trail off. And it's like, okay, I guess recording time was short or something. But this, the second part is like, nope, full voice acting. And there's also a very funny minish cap level. The other game I've been playing is on my laptop. I'm reviewing this game. I think I'll finally be uh, done with it uh, probably by tomorrow and get to start writing the review kingdom of the dead it's it has a really cool like pen and ink art style so it's like black and white but it looks like it's drawn on you know paper with pen and ink um so like that's like a really cool draw into the game but when you get past that it's a very simple like old school doom style shooter uh, yeah. And a lot of the character, I mean, a lot of the enemies are the same, uh, regardless of which of the three areas you go into, which is kind of a bummer. They do have three different settings, like a mansion, a, a, a mill, like a sawmill, and then they have like a crypt, which I thought the crypt was kind of like the, the coolest looking one. That one actually has like where you can see yourself going down the level and everything, and you actually go through the different crypts to keep going and so i thought that like level design was actually pretty good but i mean it's fine like it's uh the only thing i i don't like is you run into problems where the characters can be off screen or not visible and they can just shoot you or stab you or whatever and you're kind of like 
oh, half my health's gone by the time you realize that this character you can't see at all has been shooting you. So, like, yeah, I have to wait till I die to remember that that character's there the next time so I can go kill him before he does that again. Um, they do have save points in, like, the midway to the levels, but they're not, like, you can't save yourself. So it's like, man, if you die, you're just stuck right there and you have to go through that same section over and over um, if you, you know, have to do that. They do have bosses and stuff, which is kind of neat, but... Not a lot of like, weapon variety. It's all the same kind of weapons, and I thought I thought the gameplay is fine. It's just not anything that I would say is um, like revolutionary or anything. If you're really looking for one of those, there's probably other games to choose from. They tried to mesh like a kind of horror vibe with an FPS, and I think it works in that way. But because there's not a lot, of, I mean, you'll see a lot of the same enemies over and over and over, and then. You can hear them coming from a mile away because they all scream before they, before you're like getting close to them. So it's just kind of like waiting for them to spawn. And then, all right, I'm going to see if I can shoot like a few of these. They come at me. You know, there's that. It's just, there's also a sword, but the sword kind of feels like useless because it's so much easier just to pick them off with the, the different guns. The sword is yeah. a pain in the ass because if you wait for them to get that close to you where you can use a sword, you're going to get lose half your health before you can do anything. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, Adam offered me that game and I was like, I looked at the trailer and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did? He offered it to you? Okay. Well, he sent that email yeah. out. I, I watched the trailer and it looked like a inky version of Painkiller or Serious Sam. Yeah, Serious Sam, that gave me that vibe as well. But less uh, explosive-y and... Fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> this is very, very like methodical. Like, okay, go to this part, kill the thing, go to the next one. Oh, you might run into a different enemy here. Uh, I mean, they do give you a lot of ammo, yeah, which is nice. But it just, I don't know. I was just kind of like, all right, I'm done with this. And there is other difficulty options if you know if you buy the game or whatever. Um, I, I did get to learn WASD with this because it's it's. PC, it's not meant for a controller. They let you use the controller, but to me, if I can't use the control sticks, I don't want to use the controller. Um, yeah. We have evolved as a, as a gaming community that we've evolved past the D-pad is the default. If I was playing a Super Nintendo game, sure, you know, whatever. But we have evolved past that where we have control sticks now. And the fact that I can't use the control sticks makes it to where it's me, it's pointless to use the uh, controller. So I had to use, you know, I had to, I spent so long since I played an actual, like, PC game where I didn't use the gamepad or something. So it took me a little bit (laughs) to learn all that, yeah. And then asking me what's wrong with the game because your mouse sensitivity is... Yeah, I've never had to deal with mouse sensitivity (laughs) because I'm using the gamepad all the time. So... Yeah, it was funny because I thought there was something wrong with the game, and I'm sitting there telling, you know, my my fellow editor at, at Last Word on gaming, you know, like, hey, I think there's something wrong with the game, and I'm going over. I'm like, well, Mark knows more about PC games than me, so let me ask him, and and he's like, well, I don't think it has tank controls because that doesn't seem right, and I'm just like, you know, let me look at this again, and I went through the options, and I was like, oh, and my sensitivity is at two, and then I put it all the way to eleven. I was like. Oh, well, okay. This definitely feels like a different game now. Uh, yeah. So all I had to do was barely move my mouse and I moved them around. So I was like, okay, this 
feel so much better. Um, so I, I got over that part and then, yeah, it's just, hey, it's really short. It's now, not, now it's functional. <laughs> yeah. Now it's functional at least. Um, I love this little mouse. It's like very silent and it's uh very mobile. I don't have a gaming mouse or anything, but I think it does the job. It's a short game. Uh, you know, maybe if it's on a Steam sale or something and you're like going at, you know, you're really wanting one of those and you think the art style is cool, go for it. But there's, there's better games in that genre. I would definitely say spend your money, uh, elsewhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, next, I'm still kind of, I'm playing through Pokemon as well, but I really haven't advanced too much. So there's not much for me to say there. I'm still kind of waiting for. I'm waiting. Actually, Triangle Strategy is probably going to be my next uh, big game that I jump into. So uh, now that I'm done with this game, I can go play the demo and I'll probably have thoughts on that next week. And yeah, and I've I've also I played a demo for a game called A Musical Story, which is also well, the demo is on PC, but it is coming to consoles as well. It's like a narrative game, but it's you play like rhythm, rhythm game based stuff. You don't control anything about the story. You just watch it happen, but you do the, the actual different, um, whether it's the drums or the guitar or the keyboard or whatever, they'll put notes on the screen. And actually, this is kind of neat because they, let me see if I can pull up a trailer for the visual people, but it's actually, I thought it was cool because what it's trying to do is it's trying to get you to feel the beat before you actually uh, see anything like instead of I mean, it's like a lot of rhythm yeah. games like cadence of hyrule or uh yeah i guess yeah i guess you could call it that uh, like cadence or, of there, hyrule there was an fps that came out i think last year was it half rhythm game half fps um uh beats per minute yeah that's, yeah that's what it's called uh so yeah like i just love the fact that i mean it, it does eventually if you don't get it after a couple of times it'll show an indicator to try to help you. But I really appreciated that it like, it actually tries to let you. And I found myself like actually getting it after a while and yeah. like feeling it on my own. And I was like, Oh man, this, you do feel like you're learning as you go through. So I appreciate it. And then it's like, the story is pretty simple. You only go through, I think like the first 10 chapters or whatever, but it's, it's neat. It's like if like telltale told a silent story with music. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of that comes out the same day as uh, Triangle Strategy. So I might be playing both of those at the same time. Uh, so those are kind of the two things I'm looking forward to. Um, as we, you know, I won't be playing Elden Ring, but maybe we can get Yen's on to talk about it uh, if he gets some, some time uh, to delve into it. Unless he gets it for me to play multiplayer, I won't play it either. Probably. There, there you go. Maybe he'll do that. Maybe, maybe he will. Uh, do that for you. Hopefully, you know, since y'all play Demon Souls, maybe he'll be like, let's play this co-op. Well, for, it. for him, it's it's going to be a test about, like, how stupid is the online going to be, so... Yeah, you think it's not... You think it's going to be stupid? Like, it I, think it'll be, it I think it'll be exactly the same as Demon Souls. You can get, like, you know, you have to be human, or you have to be, you know, whatever, to be able to, like, summon a, some, a person in, and then you can get invaded, and then all that other right. garbage. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, that's it for, for games um, as far as, uh, you know, I'm concerned here. So let's get into the news, which 
You know, last week we celebrated a lot of Nintendo, right? Talked about how cool the the Direct was and everything else. And, well, this week we go back to wondering Nintendo making weird-ass Nintendo decisions. So if you don't know exactly what's going on or just to kind of set the stage, randomly on Twitter they made an announcement that as of March 2023, you will no longer be able to purchase Wii U or 3DS games from the eShop. Um, you will, there's a timeline, which I don't have in front of me, of by a certain date, I think it's in April, is the last time you can add a credit card. They said four months away, so. Yeah. Well, no, there's a timeline to where you can uh, add a credit card and make credit card purchases, which I think that's in April. But yeah. you can, I think you have till July or August to buy eShop cards, which, you know, you can just, instead of just using your credit card directly, you can go to a store or just go online and buy a, an eShop card and then put that into your system. So you'll, if you have, I think as long as you, uh, redeem the codes by a certain time. You can still use funds that you have in your account, but you won't be able to redeem the codes after a certain time, which makes it to where you basically won't be able to buy anything. And right. then March 23rd, March 2023 is when they're going to take the, the entire, we had this problem when the PS, when Sony did this with the PS3 and, uh, Vita store, they went ahead and shut down the PSP store anyway. Do you think that there's any chance that Nintendo reverses course here, like Sony did, or? Uh, no, because I don't think Nintendo cares. They they want to get people off. I, I think they want to get people off the Wii U at least because of, you know that emulates old games well, <laughs> and the Switch does not. So. Well, yeah, and then they have the the Virtual Console, which yeah, I think that's, that's what the I mean. Big, yeah, <laughs> that's the bigger thing for me and for a lot of people is. It's not necessarily the Wii U games themselves because aside from Zelda Break Chronicles X and, uh, the two, to the two Zelda ports, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ported over to the Switch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if before we get Breath of the Wild 2, they announce one of them getting brought over beforehand, especially right. if Breath of the Wild 2 gets pushed into 2023. They may announce that in their summer direct whenever it is because now there's apparently not going to be an E3 at all so now I guess they don't have the restriction of it has to be in June you have that and the virtual console is a huge deal because the Switch doesn't have that so you're going to lose the ability to have access to all those old games legally right we just yeah we just went through this this one guy that that got put in jail for a bunch of years for having a ROM site. Now, obviously, his thing was different because he was also making money off the ROMs. I mean, Nintendo wants you to consume their crap legally, but then they take down their stores, so... It's weird. Well, first I'll say is I don't think if Iwata was still alive, this would actually be going on. You think so? You think it, it has to do with the team that's around now? Because think about how long the Wii, Wii lasted. Right, but the Wii was, Wii was a success. The Wii U, you know, according to a report that that I have here, they've been wanting to get rid of the Wii U since 2014. I mean, it, the Wii yeah, U right. is considered a general failure, but then I'd say, yeah. okay, how much, how many resources really does it take for them to keep the 
buying and selling of game server online or like the authentication server. Like, right. I mean, yeah. If it is somehow a big thing, then it's like you should be able to re-engineer that to make it not be that. But forget about the Wii U, really. Like the 3DS is kind of the crazier one. <laughs> yeah, the 3DS is the one that I don't understand because it's your last true handheld system. It's a it's a system that sold crazy amounts, right? I there, mean, there are a ton more digital only 3DS games as well. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so all those like little. Um, they had all those little bitty games that they made that were just for the 3DS eShop. Yeah. Right? That you won't have access to anymore. You'll lose those games. You'll lose, you'll lose, uh, everything else. I mean, all, all the other, di- you know, digital eShop items and everything else. I mean, and the problem that you have also is that, you know, the, the physical games are going to go up in price ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. It's not like it's going to be super easy to find these games. Now, granted, again, very much like the same thing we had with the PS3 and, and Vita shops. Like, how many people really were buying, especially Wii U, but how many people are going around buying 3DS games uh, still? Uh, I think for the Wii U, you can make the case, yeah, sure, drop it, because you put almost all the good Wii U games on the... Well, I think the, on the, the 3DS is thing. different, because, like, that's still actually kind of an expensive console, even, like, right. used. You know, get it for a kid. And it can also play DS games as well. Well, I mean, like, the digital stuff, I'm sure the digital stuff is all mostly fairly cheap at this point, except for, like, the actual Nintendo shit. Well, plus Nintendo, they're not going to lower their stuff just to lower it. That's just how they work. Yeah, I I can't pull out my 3D. I have it in a different room, so I, I, I can't even pull it out to be able to tell you if they even have a sale going on right now. But I mean, it's I mean, every week, like just like yeah. PSN and the other one, and Xbox. But it's just it's crazy to me that you're you're talking about one of your best selling systems. Whereas, like, okay, you could say like, well, Sony kind of butchered it with the Vita. Like, they could have made that a bigger deal if they would have put more effort into it. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, the 3DS was was certainly the. You, you, it is way more justifiable for them to cancel Wii U support. And, you know, because most of those games are already online or, you know, physical. There, I mean, there are handfuls of digital ga- digital only games, but not many. And right. it's not like the hugest demand for the Wii U or like, you know, as far as like retro game retro games. But yeah. 3DS, like you can still find a ca- you can still occasionally find 3DS games like new in a store. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and even then it's like, I mean, yeah, you're going to go to find stuff physically, but. It's just yeah. being able to have those games. Now, now to be fair, there are games that they don't even have in the digital store, right? right. They still have to go find physically, period. But losing that ability to have those games, is just, it sucks for game preservation, which we already have a problem with already anyway. And then you're going to have these stores go down, and it makes people makes more people worry about is also, now I don't know, right? This, is, this has not been corroborated by anybody. This has not been... This is just one random employee that somebody was able to interview that says after they give notice in 2023 that the server will be shut down after a time. After this time, the suggestion is that online play redownloads the purchase content and everything else is going to disappear entirely. People will 100% lose their games if something happens to their Wii U, 3DS, or the drive they have the games on. That makes you worry about having digital games, period. Because well, for Nintendo, yeah. sure. I, th- I mean, 
as much as I kind of rag on Microsoft, like they have kept a pretty good lineage going back to the 360 as far well, as... I mean, that's even, because they kept it all inside the same ecosystem. Yeah. Right? With the backwards compatibility. Nintendo always like bracketed everything. Yeah. And it's just, it sucks because they really could have offered some way to make this work. Now, I don't know if they're going to offer some way for you to eventually do that. I don't know. but No, but pirates yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the problem, right? Is Nintendo is well, so anti this stuff of like, it's emulation. Not, it's not just yeah. Nintendo. It's part of the ESA guideline, you know, ESA lobbying. Is right. They don't want digital preservation, but it's like, okay, but you don't offer legal ways to get these old games, so... Mm-hmm. You know, bootlegging, you know, getting an R4 cart for the 3DS is kind of the only option. See, I don't understand the point. Why are you, why do you fund lobbying that prevents libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games? I don't understand. Why? We have preservation of everything else. Why is games this anti thing where we don't? I mean, there are a few technical hurdles, as you clearly see with the Switch Online Pass and the N64 crap. Yeah. But, I think for at least game, a game makers, they really don't like to look backward. That's true too. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean they about, they sure do make remasters and ports all the time, but they don't want to look backward. Well, I mean the, the yeah. 3D or the Switch has like the N64 thing, but you know it doles out a game every two months. And that's about it. Well, they're doing it monthly right now. But yeah, uh, I know X- what you're saying. Xbox is of the three the best, but even their system wasn't like 100. percent And so right, there's is, a lot of games missing. Yeah, and Sony's is completely up in the air at the moment. So you know, people like re- people like retro games, but it's like, well, if you're not going to put in the hard work to get these working on the current systems, yeah, I'm just going to go to my computer or you know, start playing Mario World on my phone or something because why not? <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's one of those things of just if look, they're not the first company to do. It. We we talked about it with Sony, but it's like you said, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to go back on it, right? And they're going to say. Oh, we hear you. We're going to at least keep the 3DS shop open. They're going to just ignore it, live in their own world as they always do. And I, there'll be enough people to defend them. That I, I thought just, it was funny yeah. that on, uh, I think Kotaku had like a s- report from like 3DS owners in Japan, what they were saying, and they were all pissed. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. Everyone was like, oh, I'm going to start buying Steam games. And I'm just like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> like, cause. PC gaming in like Japan is like non-existent still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't. I don't think that's going to work necessarily as well. I, I do find it funny that the foundation, the the found the the founder of the the um, video game like preservation foundation, uh, Frank Cifaldi, was just like, "You have license now to crack open your reusing your 3ds's, yeah, uh, to make sure that those games can still work, you know, years I, from now because Nintendo sure isn't going to do that." I, I will generally take a moral position that if the console is not being sold like new in stores or games aren't still coming out for it, it should be open season. Yeah, and and I think that's that's part of it too. I think that's the one thing Nintendo's not going to admit that they don't like the fact that these consoles are basically jailbroken, right? And you can kind of just get whatever game you want. Or play on it on them. a computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they don't want to, they don't want that going around. They don't want people, more people discovering that and, I mean, and kind of circumventing the whole sales system. So. Um, yeah. But imagine you know. though, if they just started, they wouldn't do this. Imagine if they started releasing their old games online, like for the PC. Like, hey. Oh, no. They'll, they'll never do it. 
Yeah, but imagine if they did. Like, hey, you want to play? Uh, oh, what's the one? Well, Mario. Wasn't it uh, Mario sixty four? Got like a they almost remastered the whole thing. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because it developed on PC or whatever. But imagine it's like, yeah, hey, you want to play Twilight Princess on PC like legally? Give us like forty bucks. Well, not even that. It's just like, why not start? I mean, that's that's the problem. Is like they can't even release sixty four games on their Switch Online thing without having them all having some kind of problem. So, yeah. you know, people are wondering if they're ever going to release Game Boy games in general on that thing. And then you're going to go cut off supply to, to more games and make it even more difficult for people to, to buy them. It's just, it sucks. It sucks when this happens because, again, it's it's what... I'm a person that is adapted to just, you know, we get review codes digitally. Uh, PC games are pretty much all digitally at this point. I mean, oh, more and more game, more and more yeah. games are are digital. Like indie games are pretty much unless you're you got a thing through limited run or whatever, they're almost all digital. Uh, so like the only things that are getting physical, but even even Microsoft, Halo Infinite was not on the disc. It was a blank uh box, and then you just go put the disc in there basically, and the disc doesn't have the game on it at all. It's just a a thing that makes the uh the the downloader start. Like the only ones that are really doing this is Nintendo and Sony out of the first party, you know, and then of course the third parties that are still doing physical releases, but it's getting more and more like even the even the big, you know, uh special editions that that come now, they have digital keys in them. Yeah. So you're not even getting physical releases of those games, even though you're getting extra stuff with it. Yeah, I think like uh, Far Cry Six had that, or like one of the Ubisoft games, or Wolfenstein Two definitely had it, where you could get this whole like bag and all this other crap for it, and it's like you don't get the game, and it's like what? Yeah, even when you like other than Nintendo, even when you buy a console, the the games if you get a pack in game, they're digital. You don't even yeah. get the physical versions of that. So it it's already to that point. More people, more people are buying digitally. So. When you do things like this, it makes them question the viability of digital gaming. Let, let me ask yeah. you, when was yeah. the last time, not counting like gear, like that Microsoft thing you just got, when was the last time you actually got a physical game to review in the mail? Oh, oh my God. I can't even. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last one was Mario Kart 8. The one time you... Nintendo worked with us. You actually got like a, they actually sent like a physical copy though. Yeah. This was back in 2017. I, I, I can yeah. tell you mine, Disney Infinity 3.0. That makes sense. Well, because I had to be. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and, and that's that's probably one of my other ones was the Skylander Swap Force. Well, it had to be physical because it was, you know, you had to have the the things to put on the portal and all that. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, that, God, it, it, I almost have to go somewhat, almost back to the old 401 days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of you know, the 2012 to 2014-ish era when more, you had more games physically or whatever. But really, ever since the the PS4 and and Xbox One days, that's all been all digital codes, basically. Yep. So even even the PS3 and and uh, 360, that was mostly digital codes as well. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing is whenever Sony does decide to pull that plug, the PS3 store and the Vita store, I don't think they're going to back down the second time because they'd be like, well, we gave you extra time. What are you guys doing? 
Yeah. Well, Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft has already done it once with yeah. the original Xbox and like you know that Xbox Live and that. Yeah, you know, but place. but no one cared then because no one cared about that system. So right, yeah, that's a bit different. And and again, I think the more the only reason people really care about the Wii U is because of the virtual console, not yeah. really because of the games on the Wii U itself. Well, like except for that yeah. one Xenoblade game you like, every good Wii U game and like the Zelda, every yeah. good Wii U game is already on the Switch. So right, well, that's what I'm saying. The virtual console is a big deal because it doesn't look like Nintendo has any thought to bringing that in. It's yeah. all going to be okay. Well, how do we keep adding things to the Switch? I mean, which I don't blame them. If you're making people pay for this service, you've got to add more things to that service to make it viable for them. But you're not going to add this thing to make the games available piecemeal again. So whenever it is that Nintendo feels like it and they cut that Switch Online service off, you lose access to those games. Yeah. Because you're not you're not even downloading them. They're stream only. That's that's another problem. It's like those you don't even own. So th- so these last ditch things that they have of owning Earthbound or owning Metroid or owning whatever game you want to insert here from the past. When those go away, you, you can't buy them. You're then left to emulating them again. And, you know, we know what the, the process is with that. And then not everybody wants to play things on their computer. It's just, man, it sucks. It sucks to hear that this is happening. And yeah, Nintendo, let's see. This will probably be an evolving thing. You'd hope that they will go back on it, but I just, I don't really think they will. Nope. But hey, mm-hmm. I know uh, something you might be a little bit more excited about is uh there is some rumors to there might be another Fire Emblem game coming out this year that might actually be part of the series, not like uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. That's uh, the Fire Emblem Warriors 2, basically, uh, uh, the Musu game. I mean, they've already released Fire Emblem, you know, one as the just basically the actual Nintendo, the NES version that you could buy on the Switch. Then they remastered Fire Emblem 2, kind of, I guess, sort of remade it. I mean, do you think it could be something like, uh, I don't know what Fire Emblem 3 is at this point. Could you think it could be something like that? Or do you think it's, I don't know, there would be another Fire Emblem, like the next version of Fire Emblem. I could see it being like basically a sequel to Three Houses. You think so? Or like a what if story, sure. Okay. Do you think it actually uh, comes out this year? Or you... I mean, if it's gonna be like, if it's gonna be like my 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 theory, it might come out this year. But if it's a whole new game, whole new story, characters, everything like that, then no, because you know they can't just recycle shit. They have to like make it new. Right, as uh, we saw with uh, what was the ne- the the latest game that they said they won't make another one because <laughs> I I swear they just talked about oh the Swiss successor. They won't make another a Swiss successor until they can figure out something new to do. With well, that's that. like that's like F Zero. Yeah, but it's like I don't really know what they could honestly do. Do much different with it, other than I mean, just adding putting 4K into it isn't really doing anything new. You're just making it look better. I, I mean, all right, you know, it already has motion controls, sort of. So maybe like a better yeah. screen, like a you know. Uh, yeah, and well, they can already do that. They can just make the this version of the Switch that exists now with an even better screen than the OLED. No, I which. meant like a better. I don't mean like 4K. I meant like a better touchscreen, rather. Rather. Yeah, I guess make it more touchscreen intuitive. If they want to make it more like a a tablet, but I mean they 
They've been, uh, you know what, they just had a crunchy roll this week. I mean, what are we going to, the next one's going to be able to, you can add any app you want or something, make it more like the, the Steam Deck. I mean, you know, I don't see them going that route. So, you know, I just, uh, it, it's very interesting that, that Nintendo has this such a thing of like, well, it has to innovate. It has to be something different. And I can kind of get that in a way. They've always been innovators like that. But it's like you get to a point where it's like, you're going to tell me you're not going to have a Switch 2 at all after the way the Switch 1 sold? Like, really? I, I can't believe that for a second. Like, I definitely think that maybe there's not a, maybe you're going to call it a Nintendo something else. But I feel like this is now their second system. This is now like their their 3DS, their Game Boy. Like, you've got to have a version of this. I mean, if innovation is now their big mantra, you know, or their whatever they care about, my response would be, how the fuck did the GameCube uh, innovate then? But that's the point. After the GameCube, they've yeah. had this mantra of like, okay, if we're making a new console, it has to do something different. And figured, then, of course, they've also made that go the GameCube the game. was a failure, so they're, you know, innovator or not. <laughs> I don't know what they consider the GameCube a failure. It's more of like, well, we're not going to try to compete with those Sony and Microsoft again like that. Yeah. Or we're just going to go try to compete with them with power because Nintendo just can't do that. They're, that's just not their MO. And they don't seem interested in trying to find... They're definitely not going to do what Microsoft does, which is always try to be on the cutting edge of whatever the next powerful system thing is. Right, because um, they don't... Yeah. Well, it's proven out that they don't need to, so why would they? Yeah, why would they make people want to pay more for something that they they always try to sell it on the cheaper? Yeah, it's, it's just a weird thing to me that they have that stuck in their heads. But hopefully for the Final Link fans out there that are upset about Three Hopes, you'll get your wish on that. Um, so how do you feel about... I know Randy was telling me he was really hoping it was Resident Evil 4 Remake or even Resident Evil Village DLC, but it looks like the countdown that Capcom put up is going to be Street Fighter 6. How do you feel yeah. about... I, I I would call Street Fighter 5 not a notable game or a good one. Well, I mean, they've, uh, you know, it came out 2016, they redid it 2017, redid it in 2020, uh... It, they, and, it has a tournament going on right now. That's the thing, is aside from... Think about Street Fighter 4 compared to Street Fighter 5. Like, Street Fighter 4 really brought, like, a fighting game genre back. I mean, Mortal Kombat right. has always been going on, but, like, there's a pretty long gap between Street Fighter games. It looks like the numbered ones. Uh, right. So Street Fighter 4 brought the genre back. Street Fighter 5 almost killed the genre <laughs> because just no one liked it, except for, like, the handful of fighting game nerds. Like, yeah, it was so... I mean, Street Fighter, Street Fighter 4 is a, is a game where you can get it in someone's hand, you know, and draw them in. And Street Fighter 5 is like only for the fighting game crowd. I mean, that was, that was proven with how they launched it. Like they launched it in such a rushed state because of, oh, I have to get it out for the Capcom Cup. It's like, what about the story? Or what about like an arcade mode? Well, remember the story that. was like a afterthought. It was like this two hour thing that they added later. The story is like worse than like Guilty Gear story, which is, a literal anime movie. <laughs> but at least Guilty Gear, you know that that's what it is going in. Like, Well, at least on Guilty Gear, they have it on the fucking disc. Like, you know. Right. And you get something for I, watching it. Yeah, uh, I agreed there. I mean, they, they had to support Street Fighter Five because they couldn't go back to 4. Because they, they couldn't admit failure like that. But no one cared about 5. At least, like, in the 
mainstream. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You don't really hear people outside of those tournaments really talking about it. Like, oh, man, I'm sitting here still playing Street Fighter Five. Like, do you think also the exclusivity thing has something to do with it, where it's, like, only on PlayStation? Not really. Uh, I mean, it probably didn't help, but I think, like, it... There's too many other things stacked against that game that it being only a PS5 game, like, who cares? Right. Not like um, on Xbox, they would have cared, like, because it still would have been the same busted mess it was on the PS5 or PS4. I mean, so, I, like, do you, I, I do you think that game, huh? I mean, I played that you, game on the PS5 because they had right. the 2020 version, or I think, it, or PS4, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be, like, the last version before they added even more characters. On the character select screen, they still had. Ken's fucking hair clipping through his costume. <laughs> and it's like, you, this is, this game has been out for four years and you can't fix that. Or, you know, it, it, I mean, granted, that's a very minor thing, but it's really indicative of how that game was just rushed and they don't care about like fixing some of the like, l- like little problems that, you know, just drive people into like bigger problems. Yeah. Right, fair enough. All right. Uh, maybe I mean I, I guess it'll be like Street or I guess it'll be like uh, Star Trek. Every odd odd number of games are bad, and even number ones are good. And do you think that they'll be able to improve it um, from sure. Street Fighter Five? And I think I think it'll be a very it, I think it almost has to be a different art style because Street Fighter Five wasn't like different enough. Uh, right from four. Yeah. Right. I think it'll be a pretty different roster because I don't think any. Street Fighter 4 actually had some pretty good new characters. Street Fighter 5 did not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, they'll have the old standbys like Ryu, Chun-Li, Ken, Honda. But I think they actually have, you have to go to, back to the drawing board and come up with like some original new characters. Or if not that, have like weird returning characters. <laughs> I mean, like... Funny. So, but do you... Would you say like the, the gameplay is good? Like... Do they need to change things there, or is it? Oh, Street Fighter like, Five from from Five. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that gameplay either. Either because they had like the whole like V trigger system or V v, v variable or whatever bullshit they had, and it's like this is not fun. So do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it is. It has been long enough since the original one came out. So, and if it's happening on the last day of the tournament that they're doing, it just makes a lot of sense for it to be Street Fighter related. It is their 35th anniversary as well this year, so... They're just going to make it... You know. It won't be Street Fighter 6. They're just going to make a, a HD port of Street Fighter 1. Oh, God. Right, that would be the ultimate, like... Oh, we made that 30th anniversary collection, whatever, but we're just going to... Oh, Street Fighter 1 again. Why not? You only can play as Ryu, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll, it'll be the most beautiful-looking game ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, let's, uh, let's see. It's supposed to be basically announced that, like, in a few hours, Eastern yeah. time. So by the time you're hearing this, it'll already been announced, and we'll probably know that that's what it is. I mean, personally, I find this incredibly boring. Like they should let Street Fighter rest for a little more while and bring back like Darkstalkers or Rival Schools or Power Stone or any of the franchises that people care about still. Yeah. Well, speaking of franchises people care about, Super Mario RPG, uh, definitely one that people care about a lot. I'm one uh, of them. <laughs> I do as well. Chihiro uh, Fujioka, director of Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, said that um, he would love his final game to be another Mario RPG if possible. Uh, and of course, he said that to Min-Max, uh, and then it was transcribed by Nintendo Life. Um, he 
you know, he he talked about how much he loved the game and that he'd love to make another one. And, you know, obviously they've had those other, you know, Mario and Luigi games, but it's not the same as the, you know, Mario RPG. Of course, this is a very beloved game as Mark and I both really care about that game. And then also just the thing of like, it's a, a game that like a got 9.5s, nines, you know, it's, it's, I mean, how many people have wanted, uh, was a Geno in, in Super Smash Brothers forever? Uh, yeah. So we're not the only ones that really care about this game, and some people would love it. It's just Nintendo yeah. doesn't love it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's Nintendo, like, not getting over their thing with, I think it's like some of it's not getting over their thing with Square because. Yeah, it's the bad blood between those two companies, but the, um, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, because it's like, man, how many people have come out and said that they want to make it or they love to see it? They know people want it. It's it's almost as bad as like the Mother 3 situation of just they know people want this. They just refuse to, to do it, refuse to go through the hoops to do it. Yeah. You know, because they may see it as a niche thing or the expense and the time that they're going to have to give to doing that is not, you know. But it, yeah. I mean, if, if that's the case. Let's assume that's true. Then put it all on Square and say, "Hey, Square, like, if you want to make another one, feel free. We're not gonna gonna charge like we'll charge you a nominal fee to use Mar, you know, the Mario shit. But all the design costs are gonna be on, on you. But then all the profits be on you as well." What's well, funny is they they had Square do that Mario Hoops three on three, yeah, for the 3DS. So it's not like Square hasn't done something with Mario uh, right. more recently. You know? or- or like you know, I imagine that Ubisoft that uh, Mario and Rabbit game. Like I'm sure Ubisoft, Ubisoft is actually like direct, like developing those. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's Nintendo why they has, always show it off in the Ubisoft stage. Yeah, Nintendo has obvious oversight, but they're not the ones like making that game. So right. And the only reason is because the first ones did very well, or they probably yeah. wouldn't be doing that again. Right. Uh, I mean, it's know, a bummer. So. I'd love to see Mario RPG two or like Mario RPG HD. That'd be also cool. Right. Ah, that would uh, be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, they did just have, um, oh, I forgot who it was announced that he really did want to, they want to do more HD 2D RPGs, which is why Live Alive is coming. So, yeah. and, and they're already doing Dragon Quest 3. So like, why not? Why not do Super Mario RPG HD 2D? Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. Like, right. I mean, that and Chrono Trigger, like, just, let's do it. I mean, obviously you'd have to get a lot more, uh, sign-offs on the Chrono Trigger thing, probably, but still. Let's make it happen, folks. Let's, let's do it. Um, speaking of Usoft, let's go down. So there's a lot of movie and TV stuff. I'm going to do that at the end. because It's like all just one smorgasbord of movie and TV video game announcements. Uh, we can just kind of all talk about those all together and kind of like which ones we really think are, we're excited about and which ones we kind of don't care about or whatever. Uh, so Ubisoft has like a couple of things that they've been in the news for. One of them is uh, the terrible 200-day challenge thing that Ubisoft is not going to give any community rewards for it. Uh, of course, they've been criticized by current and former staff, a group that calls themselves the better Ubisoft, trying to improve things for the Ubisoft employees, and that's kind of not a whole lot's been happening there, uh, unfortunately. Um what has been happening though is that apparently there is still Skull and Bones in development, Mark. And apparently it's coming out this year also. 
uh, but they well, turned it in, into more of a multiplayer first game. The reason it's coming yeah. out, or the reason they're still working on it, is I think like when they made Ubisoft Shanghai, like one of the requirements was like or Singapore. I think it is. Huh? I think it's Singapore. Oh yeah, sorry. Whatever Singapore. What, some yeah. Ubisoft East Asian company. Let's say that uh, they had to make a game. Like they had to like develop a game by themselves, or like you know it couldn't be like co-developer or anything like that. So they got Skull and Bones, and that's why it's you know such a shambles because you keep like resetting it and fucking it all up. But they're like forced to make the game, so they have to. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least they're trying, right? At least they're they're continuing to. I mean, they could just kill it. No, they right? can't. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a studio. <laughs> well, yeah. If they wanted to just be like, okay, look, this is not really working out. But if they made it more multiplayer focused, which makes more sense for Ubisoft because they have so many things that are multiplayer focused. Yeah. Uh, that they just continue to just do a lot with. Um, this would be I, another I, one of those. See, I think Ubisoft really likes the, the idea or the image of the, like some multi, multi, like, country company or like multi like national conglomerate like oh we have studios in toronto and fr- france and uh yes singapore and like all this other crap and i was like that doesn't really matter <laughs> like it's whether or not you make good games and your output over the past few years has been spotty at best <laughs> well i mean to them it it's a big deal i mean and it looks nice when you're sitting there talking about Oh, well, we have enough money to be independent, but if somebody were to come and make us an offer, yeah. we're definitely going to evaluate it. Like, we may be interested in being what, bought out by someone. Which, which is hilarious because, like, you know, a few years ago, they fended off that, that uh The Vivendi one. Yeah. yeah. But maybe they're seeing the writing on the wall, right? Of being like, well, you know, Microsoft's kind of doing it, and it's not been a terrible thing for these companies and uh sony's buying i don't think sony will buy a publisher i think sony will just keep buying studios uh and ubisoft it doesn't make sense to just buy a studio off of them i could definitely see sony buying a publisher just not ubisoft (laughs) well yeah they would probably go more the japanese route yeah they'll either buy square sega or capcom (laughs) yeah like i don't think they would go the route of Buying Ubisoft, yeah, like if if anybody bought Ubisoft, I think Nintendo. Other than other than Tencent, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than Tencent stepping in, uh, Microsoft, I think would be the only other one that yeah. would do that. Um, I mean, they already want to get uh, the Ubisoft streaming service on on there. So, I mean, what would be the next logical step? Is uh, as I'm showing 2018 Skull and Bones crossplay here, or gameplay on the the video version um you know like it's i could see it happening like i'm not gonna i mean after what we've already went through i i I don't i don't uh say never say never on anything at this point so to be fair activision was basically there to be bought and there was already uh what um investigations that apparently the day that Activision's stock went down because of the reports about Kotec knowing stuff came out is when uh Phil Spencer was that was the first time they had a conversation about buying, which makes sense. But I mean, Ubisoft is kinda going through its own 
troubles, not in the same vein as Activision Blizzard, but Ubisoft is a lot more uh, not as public or not as it's not quite as in your face. Yeah, or not completely ruinous to the company. <laughs> right. As my dog comes and tells me, I guess that she wants to go to the bathroom. Uh, not the time. I can you take a break? You can. <laughs> well, this stream is not gonna. That's the one problem with doing uh doing it on on the streamyard. We can't just pause it like I could with the the old audio yeah. recording studio. So, um, where was probably not a whole lot left for us to talk about. But that's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously, Microsoft can't do jack until this whole thing with Activision Blizzard goes through anyway. So, you know. They'll have to wait a while if this was even going to happen in the first place. Yeah. Um, which I mean, they are, they have that Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, like next expansion coming out pretty soon. Um, or did, or did they turn that into their own game? Didn't they? No, there's, yeah. it's the expansion, like the Thor or the Odin expansion is coming out in like a month or two. The Dawn of like Ragnarok or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like a rumor that like they were working on another expansion, like a third expansion. That was going to be more stealth focused on like the asshole assassin in that game, and they're going to spin that off in like a a mini like a smaller game. Oh, okay, okay. So it'll probably be like Assassin's Creed Rogue or something, <clears throat> or like something like that. So a couple more things. Uh, Hideki Kamiya wants to resurrect Skillbound, which uh, I'm sorry, but just just let it be dead. Oh, uh, I I mean uh, yeah, but I thought it was hilarious because uh, he got interviewed. Him and like the platinum CEO got interviewed about what's going on. And he basically said, like, if if NFTs are worth anything, or Konami will start sniffing around because they they want money. Well, they already did. Like, oh yeah, but so, like, he was not wrong about that. But they they already did that. Um, I you know, look, uh, I think Skillbound was just it was a different time. Like, you know, I just don't think that. I didn't. I don't remember seeing anything about that game that made me go, "Oh yeah, this is going to be amazing." Like we've also had other things with dragons since then. Like it's not this revelation of a game. What I mean, even like uh, what's it called? Like uh, a Forspoken is going to have dragons in the game. I mean, like I mean, I get it. Though the thing that was cool about this is you're going to play. You're going to be able to like control one or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, is, if they want to take another crack at it, go ahead. Or if they want to call something else and not have you tied to, like, you know, Microsoft, feel free. But, you know, they're in a pretty decent spot, so they can kind of do whatever they want. I mean, I'm all for Platinum, like, wanting to keep getting them some business, you know. Uh, and then, of course, they're, they've already announced that they're going more live service in the future, especially with that, uh, whatever the Project GG is. Yeah, uh, that they're not gonna do so many of these live action, you know, these uh, these action games anymore because they don't have a lot of life to them after you get done playing. Uh, I mean, what do you feel about that? Like, if if we don't, they don't make any more bayonets or or the ilk, are you gonna be sad about that? No, because I I imagine that they'll they'll keep making at least one or two single player games every so often. Because if they put all their eggs in one streaming, like one live service basket, and then that basket goes away, then they're screwed. So yeah, they definitely have to get more money for ten cent at that point. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, just I, I mean, I, I'm all for them wanting to do that, but it's just like I don't know. I kind of would hope they just leave scale down where it is. Yeah. Um, 
that being said, uh, Dragon Age 4 is definitely uh, still doing its thing, and it's actually doing well. It's uh, going well in development, and according to Jeff Grubb on his latest episode of uh, Grub Snacks, he talked about that it looks like it's maybe releasing in the back half of 2023. So I know you really liked uh, Inquisition. So Yeah, but I'm one of the few who like that one. <laughs> Everyone likes the first one instead. I well, mean... It's good. There, it's good. It's coming out, I guess, because I think they cut out multiplayer, which is the right thing. Yes, thank God. Yeah, you don't that you don't need that. It's not necessary. But, uh, yeah. So good that Dragon Age is, is uh, going well. So uh, the last uh, string of things here is a bunch of, like I said, movie TV show stuff. The Cuphead TV show is actually out there on Netflix now. If you want to go um, watch it, of course, the Uncharted movie came out the same day as the Horizon. Uh, game, so I guess you can go to the theater and watch that if you want. I've heard well, it's uh, it's one of those like forgettable action films. You'll watch it and you forget it existed after you finish watching it. Uh, the, I'm the sorry, about, Randy. I'm sure he got upset when I said that, but I, I don't. I'll, I won't see it probably because it, it looks like a very predictable, you know, action adventure movie essentially with no real hook or something to make it different. Uh, but, that's that's definitely one I will wait until it comes to a streaming service or Redbox or. But remember the old line. Yeah. I mean, do you do you like uh, Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Remember the old line in in that movie? Uh, when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. Yes. Well, the the line for this segment should be called uh, "When there's no more books or uh, comics to adapt, then the producers will start adapting video games." <laughs> Yeah, or when one video game franchise does really well at the box office, or two of them, they need to go ahead and think that that's the next big move. Yeah, uh, in in cinema. I know well, it's funny because I know Jens here. He listened to the soundtrack and he likes that, but he was telling me that people were like ticked off that like they didn't use the game soundtrack for the movie. Are you and kidding like, me? I'm and not going like, to do that. What what fucking movie ever uses the game soundtrack? <laughs> They're gonna use their own soundtrack. Yeah. They might get the like. Let's say Final Fantasy had another movie that was actually based on Final Fantasy. They might get Umatsu they, to do some of the music work, but they're not at, gonna rip the tracks from the soundtrack. Like, yeah, at, at most, like they have like though the like the credit sequence has like the old like a game theme or like some remix thing. But yeah, no, no movie adaptation has like the game music in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, like like you said, other than for like a a little brief snippet to to give you an Easter egg or something like that. Like, nah, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the iconic Mortal Kombat song is from the movie, not from the games, right? You know, so um, and it's not from the most recent movie; it's from the old the old one. So yeah, anyway, a good one. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, like as as Mark mentioned, so we know that Sonic Two is it's pretty much we're waiting for it to come out. Yeah. So there, people are so excited about Sonic Two that they've already greenlit a Sonic Three, and there's a Knuckles T show starring Idris Elba. I mean, yep. I don't know how we're gonna do a whole. I mean, if if there's anybody that could pull off an entire TV show, well, it's just Knuckles, voice acting. It's Idris Elba, but. I mean, yeah. though, there is a very long and complicated history with Knuckles. Let's just say that. Yeah, I that mean, they this, did say that the other characters would probably make appearances. So. Yeah. I imagine if if 
not, it's gonna be like a knuckles show. It's gonna be all about the echidna shit, you know. Right. Him trying to find his lost people or some bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah, unless it's gonna be like him going against Sonic or something like that. I, no, because it'll I mean, be like I imagine in Sonic two in this Sonic two movie, like Knuckles is a villain, and then at the end he realizes that Robotnik or Eggman is a villain and turns on him and teams up with Sonic. Uh, I, I'm more curious about the budget of that show because like. That Sonic is kind of a like that's kind of an almost expensive movie just because of the CGI character. Like oh. Sonic looks detailed, right? Like, exactly. Well, they, uh-huh. they have that level of detail in the TV show. Like maybe, I mean, but I imagine it'll be cheaper than like a movie. So yeah, I mean, I just wonder about um, like <laughs> if you know Paramount Plus they have the Halo you know series that they're doing. Um, and they're already going into controversy because they're going to unmask Master Chief, um, which they've already done that in the games as well. People just forget. Uh, if you finish the, the campaign on Legendary of, I forgot which Halo it is, you see Chief unmasked as well. Uh, so, um, you know, are they going to be able to pull it off? I mean, they're not, when you look at all the different streaming services out there, they don't really have... They're kind of like in the same territory as Peacock, where they don't they don't have these series that people are like lauding that they're going like, oh my god, you got to watch this, like HBO and Netflix and Hulu do. So, like I yeah, like you said, I wonder how much of a budget are they going to give these shows? I think they actually already announced that Halo's going to get a second season. Yeah, regardless of whether whatever happens with the first one, because I mean, but obviously Halo has a ton of lore that they need to go into. So that kind of makes sense. But Sonic, you know, doesn't have this. No. Yeah. The, prob- the problem with Sonic, it has way more lore than you can ever imagine. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, what do they pick from? You know, it's just use, just use the Archie comics version. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I'm not playing a trailer for Sonic two, because anytime you play any kind of movie trailer, they automatically copyright strike your video. So I'm not going to bother with that. Um, so it's just, I think it's cool. I like the fact that we're doing a lot of Sonic stuff. I just hope that they don't lose the vision, uh, and all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, Big the Cat fishing TV show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Last of Us, uh, the TV show will not air this year as first thought. It will now be 2023. I wonder if that means they also push back the Last of Us remake, uh, game as well. Um, or they release it in really late this year so that basically it's kind of feeding into whenever the last of us TV show it's going to air in 2023. Yeah. I mean, the more time that can spend with that, the better. Um, you know what I, I have seen what, yeah, I'm just saying I have seen like the, the clips I've seen or the, the screenshots look great. So yeah. the only way I find this acceptable if they delay the game is if they somehow add in like a movie, like a TV show filter. Where like Noel or Joel looks like Pedro Pascal and everyone wouldn't else. Wouldn't they have is, to? Like, wouldn't they have to uh, pay him a bit more money to do that? Though? Yeah, but it'd be pretty funny. I'd buy that game again then. <laughs> See if they do. Uh, one of my favorite actors, uh, I really loved him. Justified. Uh, Walton Goggins is going to be the lead in the Fallout Amazon Prime Video series. I don't know if it's lead uh, or not, but he's going to play like a one of the ghouls. Probably like the main ghoul, probably, but yeah, um, it's good casting. I like him, you know. Yes, I, I agree. I don't know what to make of much of this, um, you know, considering that they have a lot of 
backlash right now from the the Lord of the Rings movie. I mean, the, uh, pro- the thing the, with the series, sorry, the thing with Lord of the Rings is that it, I mean, a they already came out three very successful movies, yeah movies, or you know, very uh, faithful and loyal to the books. I mean, Fallout has a history, but who cares? <laughs> like, right. really? Amazon has made Amazon does make good shows. Yeah. Um, but very much like Netflix, they're hit or miss, you know. So I mean, the, uh, the bare essentials of Fallout. Just you, you just need like post-apocalyptic town, vault, and super mutants and ghouls. So they already got one of those. Well, they can definitely do it. Let's see what they do with the rest of the cast here. Another one that I felt like, I mean, if we remember, right after Pirates of the Caribbean, Gore Rubinsky was going to make a Bioshock movie. Yeah, and then it got canned. Um, way, you know, way long time ago. So now that Netflix is going to make a Bioshock movie interesting. Uh, I, uh, I don't know about this. I think Bioshock is almost too big of a story to be some like two hour movie or two and a half hour movie. Yeah, I agree there. I, I still think that video games work better as a series because you could tell more of the story that way other than Sonic. I think like. Better. I think you could do a Bioshock movie, but it's just going to be very kind of surface level. Or it would kind of have to really follow the plot of the game. Like, guy on an, you know, wakes up from an airplane crash, goes to the, you know, lighthouse and gets gets into Rapture and then tries to get, you know, figure out what's going on. But I, I don't know if you do like the whole, like, would you kindly thing because it's already established <laughs> or, you know, yeah, what the twist might be. But who knows? Yeah. I- I mean, I, I'd be down for a Bioshock movie if they, they're going to do it right. I'm totally, that's one that I, if they can do this correctly, it, I think it could work. Um, yeah. And they could also lead it into a show as well if they wanted to, uh, if the movie does well. So let's see. Um, and then also to add on to that, Amazon is doing even more. Life is strange, which uh, it's already pretty much, uh, a glorified, you know, film. Uh, I, I was show, talking. Yeah. Well, it's it's two TV shows. I was talking with Jens about it. It's very comparable to uh, Riverdale, except with less supernatural stuff going on. Right. Um, would they go through the whole Life of Strange one, two, three, all that, or are they going to make their own characters? Uh, See, that's that's yeah. the, that's the other thing is I'm not sure how you, how you do that series because. Let's say they let's say they just adapt Life is Strange one uh, to be like the first season, and it's like successful. Do you go? For, do you just add more with that character, like Max and Chloe, yeah. or do you do like that American Horror Show and just do like season two as the next game or the next the next season rather? Right. And then if you do the if you do do the first one, like more Adventures of Max and Chloe, like the problem with that uh, Riverdale ran into was. Even when the actors were cast, most of them were like in their early twenties. So I think there's like last season of Riverdale, they had to do they had to do like a time jump of seven years because like, yo, know, Archie does not look like a seventeen year old kid anymore. <laughs> or, you know. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I, I think I think Life is Strange could really work as a TV show. Uh yeah. The temp was somebody there for it in the games. So Yeah. I think More the same the, could be said for Disco Elysium as well. No, that's that's the one Yens is against because the problem with that one is it's so open ended or so so many choices in or in that game that it's really hard to tie down like one specific story. Yeah, what's the canon? Yeah. yeah. Um 
the the only way I could see that actually working, and they don't have this is Amazon and not Netflix. Is remember uh, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, or right, whatever whatever the hell thing was called. <laughs> yes, that thing. Uh huh. Like the Choose Your Own Adventure. Like if they had something like that, then it could work, but they don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could see them representing the choices and having, like, the character being thought. Yeah. And, like, he's going through the different choices, kind of similar to, like, how you would do it in the game. Uh, I assuming they would not be a dice roll or whatever. Uh, right. But then he would eventually just choose one. Um, I mean, I guess it depends if, if they're going to... I don't know if they're going to even... Are they going to consult the, the, the game makers for this? Or are they... Um, you know, are, are they going to tell them, okay, you need to kind of figure out what would you say is the canon way to go through this game? And then we're going to kind of adapt that. Like, you know, so I kind of agree with, I can agree with the ends on that part of like, you do kind of get that part of, ta- part of it taken away. But I mean, film TV is a passive medium. So at some point they are going to have to kind of go in a direction and just say, well, yeah. this is what we think. It is that, I mean, it does have intriguing plot lines that could make for it, you know, make a good TV show out of it, but it's not like we don't get other kind of detective-y yeah, noir you know, detective show. show. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, like, you know, we don't have a bunch of those already, so I could also see it coming out and kind of being a, a bit middling. Yeah. You know, so that, that's your uh, TV internet minute there for the, well, longer than minute for uh, video games this week uh, before yeah. we get out of here we will do the thing we usually do which we already know um what the the big major game is coming out we already talked about it a couple of times uh elden ring of course is the headliner uh going into next week and you also got monarch coming out which is like a strategy rpg uh you got soul crusta which is the platinum games version of the uh, reviving an old style shump shooter. Um, you got the Assetto Corsa coming to the PS5 and Xbox series. Um, uh, Kraken Academy hits the, the Switch. Uh, Martha's Dead comes out as well, which that got into a lot of controversy with, uh, Sony is doing their thing where they censor the game. Uh, Atelier Sophie 2, uh, is coming out. And Grid Legends is also, uh, coming, which EA, Made a big, uh, much to do about, uh, when they acquired Codemasters. And of course, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is coming to the Switch Online expansion thing. And Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remastered also comes out, uh, this week, which will put a book into the Pixel Remastered stuff on PC. Now, please, Square Enix, at your next, whatever your next, uh, digital event is, please announce that it's coming to Switch so I can buy them. I'm not making the mistake of buying them on PC again, never playing them on PC, and then having them come to the consoles later. Not doing that again. I'm yeah. just waiting. Because they're going to come. I just cannot imagine that they're going to, like, not make that money that you, you know was waiting for them to show up on the Switch. I mean, like, really? You're not going to make that money? Really, Square? I just don't see it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't make money. I mean, they don't do a lot of stuff that would make them money. So... <laughs> I agree with you, like, you know, actually caring more about their ports or whatever, but. I mean, I'd be happy with a uh, HD or a uh, Switch version of that Theater Rhythm arcade game. <laughs> I mean, I'd love it if they just ported those games over to the Switch from the 3DS as well. 
but they're probably not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so that being said, that's it for this week. We'll be back um, on Friday night, hopefully Saturday morning, uh, with the next show. Uh, maybe we can get Jens to come on to talk about his experience with uh, Elden Ring, and maybe he will have done, like Mark said, bottom of version so they can play together, and Mark will be able to talk about it. So, and definitely I, Mark will have more thoughts on Horizon. So. I, I think if that actually happens, it'll be like three months from now if he's already beaten Elden Ring like four times. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, until next week, everybody. See you later. Later.